So if you're wondering what's next for your agency's thought leadership and business development, my guest today, Matt Johnson, says that podcasting is the new networking. And Matt is founder of Pursuing Results, which is actually a really interesting niche. It's a podcast production agency, and he works mostly with coaches, consultants, and creative agency owners. So uh, his own show, which I was actually a guest on not that long ago, is called the UX Podcast. And I had such a great time talking with Matt about that. So welcome, my friend. I'm so happy to have you on my show. Thanks, Kelly. I'm super pumped to be here. So um, let's kind of start talking about how you got your start in podcasting and how that mm. led you to actually creating this really, really well-positioned uh, podcast production company, Pursuing Results. So, well, and thank you, by the way, because I, I love the how we're positioned, and uh, it's, it's something that didn't come easy. It was a couple years in the making, and it took a lot of throwing mud against the wall to see what stuck, and fortunately, something stuck that was profitable. And uh, so the, basically, the, the quick story is I was working for another agency. Uh, I watched them scale up from a little over 100 clients to now they're over 500, and the founder is now a client of mine and still one of my best friends. So I watched that whole scaling process. Uh, they were extremely well-positioned and essentially built a category king in their niche. And so I was doing business development for them and started off doing live webinars on YouTube back when Google Hangouts was a thing. And uh, so we started doing some of those with industry influencers and developing this kind of relationship-based partner program um, to grow that agency. So about a couple months into it, one of their people I was doing, uh, one of their partners essentially pitched me on the idea of starting a podcast. And I had been thinking about it already because I was a fan and uh, we were already doing, you know, all these webinars and things like that. So we jumped in, had no idea what we're doing. All we knew is that he was a coach <laughs> and we thought, well, we can probably coach some people together or we'll, we'll figure out how to monetize this later. We'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll put that on the back burner. Like we'll figure it out. Business, it, like businesses all good emerges. businesses. <laughs> we'll start doing it now. And we'll figure out how to make money later. Uh, so that's exactly what we did we yeah we committed the cardinal sin and um but actually all good things that have happened in my life over the last four years have been a direct result of that one podcast which i still run uh that ended up being named one of the top five podcasts in our space and uh, you know still still very successful to this day we we publish about three days a week uh, a new episode uh, but what ended up happening, at least from the agency owner perspective, because I, I didn't really set out to be an agency owner. I was a marketing consultant and yeah, I was, I was going to get into like coaching, uh, and, and business consulting and stuff like that. And what happened was the people that I was doing webinars with and bring onto my show started going, Hey, how in the world are you producing so much content? And so I told them a little bit about the team that I had built behind me to do the back end work. And uh, essentially, I built it in such a way that I just showed up and did the podcast, like the fun part, and then my team like did the rest behind me, did all the the back end work of editing and writing the show notes and stuff like that. Right. So these people went, "Wow, that sounds amazing! Like that's like how, like how do I do that?" So I told them how I did it. And they said, well, that sounds exhausting. Like, can we just pay you to do it? <laughs> so, um, so essentially I started like, a, you know, just letting them rent my team, right? So the, the people that were working for me part-time, I just essentially let them work with other people. Uh, then I started kind of managing everything. And then, of course, it eventually turned into an agency, right? I had to turn it into a real right. business. And then you start coming up against all the fun challenges. Okay, now what's our real niche? Like, if I'm going to turn this into a real business, how do we do that? And so that started the whole process of going down the road of position positioning, specializing, and packaging. Yeah. Music to my ears, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is it really about a podcast that works so well for agencies in particular? Well, because I think for most agencies, 
even if we want a lot of clients, there's always a core set of really deep relationships that we want to be the center of our agency. I know I do. Uh, even as I even as I scale up, and even as I watched my old agency scale up, the real foundation, the thing that stood the test of time, was the core group of, of of relationships with the top people in the industry. That no matter what happened, they were going to last. And no matter what market shifts came, they were the ones that figured it out. They'd been in the business for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so what's interesting right now is what's going on is podcasting is kind of the new way that people are building those relationships. So it used to be, for example, my, the guy I used to work for, the only way he built his agency is he literally got in on a plane flew all over God's creation, went to Vegas, bought bottle service for all these potential clients, basically in a race to try to figure out, okay, how do I take enough in, in initial client fees to cover the cost that I literally already put on my credit card mm -hmm. to get them signed up as a client? Well, I didn't have to do any of that, right? So the only events I've really ever been to are, for the most part, ones I got invited to speak at. And I got invited to speak because I was a podcast host. Mm -hmm. But I met all those hosts and I met all the people that were going to the event before I even showed up at the event. So I had right. meetings lined up at these at these events because I had already met them. Right. And the interesting thing about it, now having gone to both events and done podcasting is, and I'm sure you know this is true, a, a five-minute conversation you have in the hallway outside and in between a conference session is nothing compared to what we're doing right here. Like a half-hour conversation face-to-face even though it's on video and even though you're 2,000 miles away, yeah. the connection is even deeper than if we met in person but only got a chance to talk in between a session at a conference. Right. right. No, absolutely. And I've had the exact same experience. Um, one of the things that came out of this, and, and it's sort of an answer to this question just from my perspective, one of the things that I had never thought about what a podcast could do for me in terms of business development and just um, building those relationships was once I started working with an agency – uh, the agency owner would actually just distribute the podcast or a link to the show to their leadership team. So when mm -hmm. I walked in to start doing agency growth consulting, the whole team was like hugs instead of handshakes. And it was like, <laughs> hey, we feel like we know you already because we've watched, you know, seven of your episodes. And yep. so I had never thought about that, you know, how that podcast could actually benefit in that way. And I think mm -hmm. that could also be just another extension. I feel like there's a lot of legs to this question. You know? There really is. Yeah, because you've got you've got the people that you build the relationships one on one. And then, yeah, you've got those scalable relationships where you might not even know they exist, but they feel like they have a relationship with you. Yeah. And so and, and especially I saw this a lot with with me and my co-host on my main show. When we would go to an event, we'd have people come up afterwards and go, hey, like I've, I've been listening to you for a year. I've been listening to you for two years. Like, I've, like yeah. how's your kids? How's the – of course, I have no kids. We're talking about the imaginary <laughs> fake kids my co-host made up for me and makes fun of me for. And so like they'll ask me about like my fake wife and kids that we joke around like that. They're asking about inside jokes right. that we tell on the show that the so only way to even know those is to listen for a long period of time. Right. And so, yeah, those are always really fun because you don't realize who you're impacting until you kind of meet them or they reach out on social media. Right, right. Um, so as you're developing these podcasts and producing these podcasts for agencies in particular, what are some of the challenges that the agencies come to you with that you're helping them to solve through the podcast? Um, well, so the most difficult job that I have when I'm launching a new podcast is if I'm working with an agency or a coach or a consultant who themselves are unclear about their positioning. 
if they're very clear, the podcast actually flows very easily, and it's actually it's very easy to position it in the marketplace. The only question is, who are your early adopters that you're going after? Who are the people that you think are going to be wildly enthusiastic about the show right off the bat? And so the people that I have the easiest time helping are the people that come with really great intellectual property, and they're not super well-known in their niche, but they have the potential to be, right? So as soon as people find out about the content, they're blown away. Mm-hmm. So the, the mission and the goal is just to get their content out there, uh, get them and their personalities out there, and bring other influencers, other thought leaders into contact with them on their podcast. And then those other thought leaders can't shut up about them because their content is that good. And so that's really the sweet spot. If you don't have those elements of, of really of good positioning or you come and you just don't really have your own opinions, you don't have your own point of view about anything or you don't have a point of view that's different in the marketplace, that's when my job becomes exponentially difficult. So the, for the most part, I don't work with agencies and coaches like that, right? Because right. it just it, the podcast won't be as effective for them. And so the things that you teach in terms of positioning the agency is the, is the same types of conversations that I would have to have if I didn't already have people coming to me that were well positioned. Right, right. And so what about, um, so for those agencies that are well positioned that you do take on as clients, what mm. do you coach them through in terms of the content, the format of the show? Is there sort of like an equation or does it, is it really specific to the ethos of that agency or you know, what they're trying to do? Well, that's the interesting thing. So it, it could be really, really custom and one-off. Obviously, that doesn't work for a package service agency that I offer. Okay. So I do have a formula. I do have an equation. That equation is to run predominantly a like a conversational or a dialogue podcast mm-hmm. where two episodes a month are with thought leaders and influencers. One episode a month is with somebody internal or a successful client. And then one episode is just a solo of you speaking directly to your ideal client and just delivering the message, whatever that is. Mm. And what I like to see from clients, uh, and this is, I've really been hitting this hard over the, over the last few months with new clients that have signed up, is to not just convey your point of view and not just talk about the things that you do well and just give opinions and things like that, but to get a lot more targeted. And what I mean by that is going after, especially in your solo episodes where you're speaking directly to the audience, going after the very specific things that you want people to believe before they show up on your doorstep and want to hire you. Mm. Right. So you take your ideal client and you walk it back from, okay, so they're in my industry, they're in my space and that's fine. Um, but what do they believe? Okay. Well, they believe that a podcast is the new networking. They believe that it's going to be effective. They also believe it's a long-term strategy, right? So those are some of the things that I look at when somebody shows up on my doorstep, I want to know what their beliefs are. So what do I do? I talk about those things on my podcast. So if you listen to my podcast, you already get my point of view. And if you don't agree with it, you're probably not even showing up and booking a call with me. So if you're booking a call and and you've been listening to my show, I already know, and I can, and I can get a sense within the first couple of minutes of talking to somebody, do they believe the things that I want them to believe Mm -hmm. that I know will make them ideal clients? So that's what I really encourage people to hit. That's to me, that's the formula. Sounds like you're a big uh, Simon Sinek fan. Um, not necessarily. No, Uh, no, I know. I'm not a huge, I've actually never read the book, start with why, which is, it makes me terrible. No, it doesn't make you terrible. It just makes it really interesting because a lot of what you're talking about is very aligned with, you know, attracting clients that believe what you believe. That's why people buy from brands or buy from agencies or work with them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what would you say are uh, the most important things when it comes to distributing the podcast? So let's say you have an agency leader 
they say, okay, we want to bring you in, Matt. We want you to produce this podcast for us. Help us kind of walk through the entire thing. Now you have the first, you know, two, three, four episodes kind of queued up. How do you coach them in terms of the ideal distribution? Is that also formulaic or is that uh, different? Um, yeah, so for formulaic, because obviously everything that we do is very systematized and packaged and, and just based on the best practices of what I've done in my own show and what I've noticed that work for clients over the years. So what the interesting thing is that my, my agency is completely done for you. So for the most part, I work with the clients initially on the branding and things like that. And then my staff gets involved and we just do as much as we can for the client. So it's a lot less about coaching, but I will, I'll, I'll directly answer the question like this. So we do all the distribution, but you basically want to hit them air, land, and sea. So I want to see emails going out to their list. Uh, I want to see a social media blitz. Ideally, we want to put them on other podcasts that release or at least record around the same time as their podcast hits mm -hmm. because being a guest on other podcasts is what I found to be the most effective marketing method for somebody starting a new show because yeah. you're you're hitting an audience of people that already – listen to podcasts, right? That's half the battle is just appealing to people that already know how to get a podcast on their phone. Um, so that to me, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see that blitz. And then there's certain clients I'll work with if they've got like a live event coming up and they have the ability to stand up on stage and say, Hey, we're launching our podcast, put it, get out your phone right now and go to Apple podcasts and download and subscribe to the show. Well, they'll instantly get 200 new subscribers like that can literally put you at the top of your category in iTunes just like that just from that so if you can coordinate with like a live event or some other type of kind of lightning strike public relations strategy even better mm, awesome yeah. um, so as we're starting to wrap up here what would you say are your top two or three best pieces of advice for an agency leader that's mm. been thinking about doing a podcast maybe it's on the roadmap for 2019 or they want to put that strategy together this year and then launch it in 2020. What's what were what would be some of the foundational um, pieces of advice that you would give them? Well, so if they worked with an agency like mine, we we would take care of all the back end work. And so I, the one thing I would say is that people have a hard time doing two things. So what I found is that, and I, and I have to wall things off even within my own agency, right? Yeah. So the person that handles some of my own podcast stuff isn't the same person that does all of our client stuff because it's, it's hard for, it's hard for staff and team members to be working and have two different competing priorities. Mm. And so like I've run into agency owners and including my, the, the agency I used to work for who assume, Oh, I've got this staff. We've got overflow labor. They'll just in their spare time, they'll do our marketing. Sadly, it almost never works. Yeah. And so whether you wall it off internally or you hire it out, like when you do something radically different from what you do on a daily basis, it's almost impossible to get your staff to do it consistently at a high level. So at the very least, if you don't hire it out, at least wall it off. Um, second thing is to make the, the actual podcast conversations as effective as possible. Uh, there's one key thing that I picked up a couple years ago that's made a huge difference, which is this. Anytime I end a conversation, whether I'm the, the host or the interviewee, whatever, I always ask one key question after we've stopped recording, which is like, hey, I had an awesome time. This was a great conversation. Like, how can I help you? Like, who can I who can I introduce you to? Who can I keep an eye out for? Yeah. Um, who's that one type of person that if I connected you, like it would make a huge difference in your business? And not everybody has an answer, but the reaction that I get is most of the time people are absolutely floored. Yeah, because nobody does that. No. No. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, but I, I completely agree. I think that's that's amazing, and it's all about giving and supporting, and you know, how can I help you? I think uh, just maybe it's like a little karmic, or you know, whatever you want to call it, but it definitely mm. works. I think those are really two two 
incredible pieces of advice, especially starting with, you know, the first portion of what you said, um, mm-hmm. making your own agency a client. We've seen that in previous episodes with, you know, whether you're um, launching or overhauling your website for your agency, whatever you're doing for your agency, making yourself a client, whether you do that internally, as you said, or you, you know, outsource it you have to do that. You have to really make that commitment. So I think that's an incredible piece of advice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, Kelly. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.